Episode 46, Who is Ted Lamb? Welcome to the Principles and Practice Podcast. This is where we discuss biblical principles for life and learning. I'm your host, Heather Hall, and this is my co-host, Brian Hall. everybody welcome to our new episode i'm introducing you to ted lamb today now ted and i have not met formally in person yet but we've met over facebook and um we have a common connection with education and with the foundation for american christian education and so ted welcome to our show thank you it's a pleasure being here it's a pleasure having you would you go ahead and tell us about yourself and your family? Uh, sure. I mean, not a whole lot. I mean, not anything stellar. Uh, but my name is Ted Lamb. Um, I am a I am a public school teacher. This is my twenty fourth year. I also taught overseas um, English as a second language. Did that for four years in South Korea, and a little bit in. Europe while I was a student at Oklahoma Christian uh, University. Um, we, my wife and I, this is going on now. This will be our gosh, 27th year uh, married. We've been together for 31. Um, I just couldn't, oh, I just, how shall we say, that whole nervous thing of popping the question took me four years to do it, but I finally did it. Um, but um, so we've been together for 31 years and married for 27. We have two children um, and a um, quasi step stepson. So that would be three. But um, our two children, uh, they both now have graduated. One is 21 and one is 18. Um, we homeschooled from day one meaning our two children has never stepped inside a school building for education. And the reason why is because after I had taught in South Korea, um, we came home and Jenna was actually born there, my oldest. And so, but it's okay. She's an American citizen. It's not like anything like that. But, um, but we came back and I started substituting in public school. In fact, I substituted in my old high school, which had only been gone for eight years in the Midwest. And even then, and this was back in 2000, I noticed there was something wrong. Something had happened in nine years. And so with talking with my wife, Marie, um, we started saying, this is not what we want. Mm -hmm. And so really from the get-go, we decided that it was either gonna be private school or homeschool. Mm -hmm. And since Marie is also a certified teacher, um, elementary, right on through science, uh, middle school, um, we, we decided to, uh, the private school was uh, not going to be in the budget. And so we thought, well, you know what, we could do just as well as, as homeschooling parents. Uh, and we have not regretted that decision at all. That's excellent. So you guys homeschooled K through 12. Yes. And um, what, what did that look like for you guys? What's that look like for us? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, 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 what it looks like for me is that I've got two rational human beings that, um, you know, we talk about or the, the world uh, 
really condemns this and says the whole argument about socialization you know your your children aren't being socialized well i can honestly look at my two and say i am so glad that they are not socialized in the way that public school would have been they're Amen. socialized um but they're not socialized in that way um and i have no problem with that at all in fact i will say that for me um you know you start to get to a point in 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 age if you will um i'm only 22 right no i'm not supposed to lie on here but you start looking back over your life and um there's two things that i um that i can say that i decided and i have no regrets uh the first one was marrying marie and the second one was making the decision to homeschool our children um in my mind in my conscience there is no question nor there are uh, any regrets over that. That's excellent. Yeah, those are two of the most important decisions. Who you marry and how you're going to raise your children. Right. Education definitely ties in with raising our children. It, it does. Um, more so than, than even what we realized and more so than even what I had come to know. Um, except really in the last 10 years. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in just the last year or two even, right? Because you learned about the foundation for American Christian education and got introduced to the principal approach. So how did you learn about FACE? Well, it, it, it's, it's interesting. And I, I would say it's actually providential. Um, about 10 years ago, I, I started questioning things in public school. I started noticing about 10 years ago, and it's just as we've now gone into 2022, that my students, even though I am in an alternative school with students that have behavioral issues, I noticed that the students themselves seemed to have gotten, they were getting incrementally uh, worse and worse each year. Not just behavior, but being able to have resiliency, being able to just function. Uh, the ability to be able to form and ask a question uh, without having something else or someone else doing their thinking for them. And so, you know, I kept doing, trying my best and I'm like, what is going on here? And so I started doing my own research of what actually works in education and what doesn't work. Um, that took me down questioning everything from administration to the amount of money we spend in education to state mandated tests, um, all of that. The What was providential in that was the fact that at that time at church, we had a, a couple, they, they knew how much I loved history. And about eight years ago, they had went and he had bought me the red book, the teaching and learning, uh, you know, practicum. Yeah, America's Christian History. Mm -hmm. Yes, he, he had bought me that book and there was another book. And the irony was that was eight years ago and they sat on my uh, library, personal library bookshelf. And I thought, oh, I'll get to it someday. It's history, I'll get to it. So then fast forward to, as you just said, in the last couple of years, um, I came in contact with Face with a couple other friends who said, you know, you should come and just listen to the different um, forums they, that they put on. 
the, the and so I, I went and it was making sense and I started looking at the principled approach um, as well, how it's taught. And I thought, yep, this is what's missing. And the irony of it was, I think what was so frustrating with me that there were many things that I was already doing in my own classroom. Mm. Uh, for example, I've never been big on true, false, multiple choice tests. I've always given summary mm -hmm. uh, tests. My kids hate it. Um, we do a lot of uh, role plays in the room. Um, and I build in critical thinking skills in those role plays. Um, little did I know that that was also a principled approach um, strategy. Um, and here in the last, I'd say four years, I have become anti-textbook. I, I just will not use a textbook unless I absolutely have to. And even then I will censor it, if you will, and, and go through it because I've just gotten so many wrongs and irregularities with it that everything in my classroom now is a primary source of some caliber. Yes, if I can find a primary source on it, then that is what we're gonna use. Um, so this, to answer your question, this has been actually a journey of, uh, of time over 10 years and unbeknownst to me, little did I know that God was already setting things up, you know, even eight years ago. Uh, like I said, the, the books on the bookshelf and not even knowing what they were um, with, with it. So that's how I came into contact with um, the principal approach. Did you realize that face was in your backyard? No. And, <laughs> and I hate saying that. I'm embarrassed to say that um, because, I, I mean, who would have known? There's a school down in, in the backyard um, called Stonebridge. And everyone knew it as the, um, that was the high price school, but they, but you also heard too, that, you know, is an amazing school. And I thought, okay, well, that's just a, a, another private school, you know, kind of a thing. I did not know about faith um, until those friends introduced me. And then when I got over there, the library, um, I, it looked, on my way home sometimes, I just drive by and stop at FACE. Don't tell Dr. Lyons or Dr. Adams, this, <laughs> but I'll just stop in, not necessarily having business, but just to sit out there in the, the um, study classroom. Mm -hmm. And if the door's open to the library that's got like primary sources that's three, 400 years old, um, back then, I'll just go and sit and just, you know, and be in awe and reflect. Um, it's a treasure trove and not only myself, but most people don't even know that that exists. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really sad, isn't it? It is sad. And, and, and the thing about it is not only is it sad, but we've got an opportunity. We got something right here in our backyard that proves and validates our history mm -hmm. and who we are as a nation. And, you know, we shouldn't be hiding behind, um, behind that or be uh, fearful of what people will say and so forth. I mean, it's right, it is right um, in, in front of us and, and we just have to utilize it. Yeah, the whole environment at FACE is really precious. Just like you said, sitting in the library is an experience like no other. And then all of the people there are just wonderful people. Um, right. And it's such a strong growth mindset learning environment it's very comfortable 
um, I know that we, my daughter and I that attended for the um, master teacher certification course just really are so thankful for that opportunity and just highly encourage everybody to go through it if they can. And you're going through that right now, right? I am. I, last summer was, uh, I took the foundations. Mm-hmm. And so um, if can, I mean, I have every intentions on, but you just never know. I will be taking the applications mm-hmm. um, this summer. Part of that is also a little bit mandatory or mandatory because I'm in the process of also um, starting a, a, a principal approach school mm-hmm. and that's as well. So open in fall of this year, 2022, isn't it? We would love to do that. Um, we're setting out a target date of fall 2023. Okay. And the only, and the only reason why we're doing this is because there's so many things, I mean, just, just like a business, you know, in some ways, uh, the paperwork and everything you got to get in place. But you know, if we make a mistake and we make it, fall 2022 i don't think i'm going to complain um kind of a thing so we'll we'll keep an eye out for the official announcement for your grand yes (laughs) yes so how has the principal approach personally impacted you it has driven me nuts and i say that (laughs) and i and i say that in all uh reverence actually because what it has done um, it has uh, crafted my my art of, of teaching. It has deepened my understanding and my uh, research skills, the deepening of wanting to learn more um, with whatever it is, if it's scripture or if it's a, a history lesson. And so, and, and it's just shown me how to actually do that and to um, start to apply and, and add it to my life in general, as well as um, in the classroom. And so you had recently posted on Facebook something that you learned there too. And I can't remember who to give credit to for saying it. I think it was Dr. Carol Adams, but you're teaching the students. You're not teaching the curriculum. That's correct. Um, it was, I. I just went through the leading schools program uh, last week, uh, Monday, Tuesday. And, and that's for anyone that, that um, is not aware of that, that's for those that are going to looking at starting a, a principal approach school. And I, I, yeah, Dr. Adams said it, and also Dr. Myers um, also said it as well um, in his own way. I mean, you know, maybe not the exact words, but yeah. Uh, the fact that we teach the students, not the curriculum. And um, that really hit home. Be, and, well, that and a couple other things um, hit home for me in those two days. And when I say hit home so that people understand, it's like the two days in that training was so profound. It's, it's almost as though um, not the same level, but getting there when you first come to know Christ as your Lord and Savior in a personal relationship. Um, I saw some amazing things that were going on at Stonebridge because of them putting in uh, this principled approach uh, philosophy in, in, in learning. So along with that, that quote, you know, we teach the student, not a curriculum. Um, for a public school teacher of 21 years experience, you know, and even though I may have been doing 
things uh, that was principal approach and not realizing it. That really resonated and hit home because we don't do that. Um, we don't. We're not. We're, we don't do a very good job um, with that at all. I think there's something there for homeschool parents to learn as well, because especially if you've been through the school system or you're accustomed to learning from textbooks, you are kind of in that mindset of teaching the curriculum, not the student. So Correct. Correct. Because everything in, in public school is geared towards the curriculum. Mm -hmm. It's geared to your SOL test. It's geared towards uh, state mandates and accreditation. The, the best way to, to describe it for someone that, that's, um, you know, a family or someone that's in another field, which I don't, I, I don't uh, criticize anyone, any parent or anyone for not understanding and knowing mm -hmm. about public school. Mm -hmm. You know, again, you trusted us to actually help educate. And it's gone horribly wrong in the long term from the standpoint of, and this is how I describe it, President Eisenhower, his last speech on his way out the door after his second term, he said uh, to the nation, he said, beware of the military industrial complex. Now, this is a, a, a four star general, I believe, um, a, a four or five star general at that time, uh, led the allies to win World War II. And here he is giving this warning that the military the military industrial complex is now getting so expansive that it's something to be concerned about. The parallel, I, I started to come into this realization that as President Eisenhower said, we have an, an educational industrial complex today that is not interested in parents or students um, because it can't be. It's so ingrained and grounded now in uh, money and the powers that be in, in, in politics. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things, too, that, that really pushed me in coming to an understanding about the principled approach over this 10-year journey was I started to even question the fact that we don't teach the whole child. We don't do a very good job. You know, when, you know we talk about the obesity issue in this nation, kids with obesity, but yet go and look at a school cafeteria lunch. It's all pre-made. It's greasy. I mean, you know, it's all of those things. And, you know, we had, you know, under President Obama, you know, Michelle Obama leading the way of like healthy choices and, and, and so forth. But, you know, I'm still looking at it in like green beans, but I mean, it's just how it's made, you know? And then when you look at that, and with PE, physical education, there's not a whole lot of physical education going on in physical education hmm. um, as well. Um, so you think about it, it's probably school anymore, or even how we define education, it's just knowledge base, right? Mm -hmm. So supposedly intellectual, but we all know and understand that the human, uh, the human being is made in the image of God. And in that image, there's multiple facets to it. Mm -hmm. There's the physical, emotional, mental, intellectual, spiritual. All five of those makes up the person. Public school, at best, goes after the intellectual. And so far, we're not doing a very good job yeah. with it anymore. 
Very true. Yes, and all of those aspects of an individual are so key to nurture and to reach because especially the spiritual, right? Right. Um, and that's one of the things that I really value about the principal approach because it's all ingrained. The Bible is all ingrained in every subject. It's not a separate subject itself. And I think that's one of the key things that really helps to cultivate a mind like Christ's and also reaches their heart to want to live for Christ. Mm -hmm. Correct. Correct. So you started to implement aspects, more aspects of the principal approach into your classroom. How did you do that? And what was the effect on the students? Oh, I sure did. Um, I, I was waiting on the pink slip and everything too. Um, I pushed it as far as I can. Um, I mean, I wasn't stupid about things either, but I mean, you know, um, so yes, what I did was I took what I learned over the last summer and um, went back to school and I said, okay, I'm going to put this in as much of the component, as many of the components I can, you know, and we're just going to let this fly and see where it goes. <laughs> so, um, so I brought in the classroom, the notebook, uh, the, the, the notebook effect, which basically is basically a, a trifold notebook where the students keeps all their work, uh, their vocabulary, uh, their tests or quizzes, but their finished products as well. Uh, one thing that I'm proud to say that I had done before, but now even more so now is the fact that um, I, in, in public school, you, the teacher may give an assignment, like the teacher lectures and then gives an assignment. So students say, I'll get the same lecture and they get the same assignment. Whereas with me, what I have tried doing over the years is go after the, the students' strengths in areas. So for example, if we did like the Declaration of Independence, right? So for the classwork, instead of just giving one assignment, I actually put up three options. So for my students, they might have, I might have something up there, for example, create a collage over uh, the inalienable rights that Jefferson is talking about. Um, I might put up there, not only that, but I might put up, uh, create a poem over Thomas Jefferson hmm. or uh, create a slideshow, you know, a PowerPoint over um, the Declaration of Independence, a summary of some sorts. And then for homework, um, I, I, I try to hit a lot with them writing summaries in homework, but every so often I will also do um, like a, give them options in homework. So that way they're, they're actually having to create in the classwork and also create in the homework. Mm, so, uh, so that, that I, I brought in the 1828 Noah Webster's dictionary and I told them every single uh, vocabulary word that we use is going to be coming out of that dictionary. And so I created my own vocab sheet where you had the word, uh, its origins, um, maybe one, I put down one, two, three, to cover three different definitions if need be, but the definitions would only be within the context of history. And then I had them to look at the definitions. They were then to create their own definition and then to put it in a sentence. Now, this all sounds great and wonderful. I wish I could tell you 
that everyone acted like a choir student, you know, choir boy or girl and said, oh, Mr. Landis is fantastic. You know, let's just jump right on this. No, um, I will say the first couple of days, uh, well, about a month, it was horrible. I mean, they were struggling. The The fact that they were having to write, but, you know, they, they were getting there. And after about four or five weeks, I said, you know, is this getting easier? And, and you know, one of the boys said, yes, still hard, but it's easier than what it was on day one. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, so with the notebook and the vocabulary and the summaries on the, on the tests, um, the choices in class uh, assignments and homework, um, it has had an impact. You know, I, the problem though that still comes up is if I could take my students and put them in a principal approach classroom fully um, that would have all of the things, you know, Bible uh, and talking about lessons in character and integrity and so forth. I do believe that my students would flourish, but because they are in a public school system, where we cannot talk about those things um, in, in those contexts, mm-hmm. then um, this, I will probably always still have a wall that I'm going to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, there has been improvement. Mm-hmm. Now, you also were teaching them how to start reasoning from the primary sources and the definition in Webster's, weren't you? It seems like you I, have shared a T-chart once about um, something with Japan. Is that right? Am I recalling that correctly? Oh, yeah. So, so I, yeah, so I, I underestimated them. I mean, um, what I did was I, I, on the board, I put a T-chart up and I had passed out a copy of that same T-chart and we were doing the age of exploration, but in the Far East, right? Yeah. And so it had to do with Japan and China and so Japanese society. And so I put up on the T-chart, okay, this is going to be over Japan and the age of exploration, um, social and culture. I said, and now we're going to read through in the textbook at that time we did, right? But I could control what's there. I said, so as we read, I'll pause and stop so that you will have some time to write down what you think is the most important thing. That's the other thing too. Um, in their notebooks, when we do take notes, I've encouraged them to high, uh, highlight or to write on the side their thoughts, their questions, their understandings. You know, I even told them that um, I said, you could put on the side, you could say Mr. Lamb is nuts. And, and here's why, you know, so, but you just have to define it. But as far as that T-chart, so we get started and we're reading out loud. And then I paused after the first paragraph and I thought, okay, gave them some time. Unbeknownst to me, they took off. They read the first paragraph, but it was already like on the third paragraph and they were just writing away. And I'm like, oh, oh, I mean, so it was, it was a wonderful surprise, but it was also like I had shortchanged them because I was still operating off the expectation as a public school teacher not a principled approach educator. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, that was pretty amazing. And, and everything that was wrote there, and I posted on the face um, uh, page, all of that was, that was up on that board was their work. I just copied it. That it had nothing to do with me. That's so exciting. 
Look at all these things that you're planting. They're going to have to grow. You know, you would think over time that this is going to benefit them to some extent, even with just what you've been able to accomplish in the public school classroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's been interesting because it's I, I know with them that it's, it's been like a love-hate relationship. I mean, mm-hmm. on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because again, it's an alternative school, they're cussing me out and talking about how horrible I am because, and they say this, they say, because he makes us think. And then on Tuesday, Thursday, these same kids are turning around. And they're saying, "He's my uh, Mr. Lamb's my favorite teacher. Um, he's hard, but passionate, um, and like I'm learning stuff." So it's like, you know, okay, I know you got behavior problems, but you know, what gives? I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, but but I think what that is saying is that. Um, they know it's hard because they've never been challenged like this because the principal approach is just that it's a biblical world view and it's a way of thinking that we haven't done in this nation since the 1830s or the starting you know really i say about 1870s um when um when it was full-blown we haven't had to think like this and so so yes when they're like well, cursing me out and maybe saying things about how hard it is, I believe them. But yet I think they also appreciate it too because they've never been put in this uh, situation before. Right, and they're starting to realize that they can do it, that they are fully capable and they've been shortchanged by the school system in so many ways. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So Ted, what else are you doing with the principal approach? Um, well, it's interesting. So what I'm, oh gosh. So I tutor on the side. Um, like I said, we'll be opening Lamb's Christian Academy, which is going to be a principal approach school. But until we get there, um, I, I set it up now we're tutoring. So I've applied the principal approach strategies in tutoring, um, special education consulting as well. Um, because again, the principled approach is is really a biblical worldview in all of life, not just in school. So using those strategies that, and then of course, um, the big thing is why we are here this evening. And it's about um, creating, um, this is my first time creating from scratch any course, much less a principled approach course and it, um, I, I will not fib or tell a white lie or even lie at all. It has been exhilarating, wonderful, challenging. I love history. I thought I knew a lot about history. I knew nothing compared to uh, developing this course on, on the Federalist and Anti-Federalist uh, um, papers. Um, and that's what the course is about. In fact, I got my two books right here. I've got my twelve Federalists, and this is my Anti-Federalist um, books right here. Again, I thought I knew a lot, um, which I did, but putting in place the 1828 dictionary, going back, cross-referencing terms that they were using in these letters, um, it has been very, very enlightening. 
and uh, getting to understand a lot of things that we were told about the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists, I'm finding out is not necessarily completely accurate or flat out truthful. And so with the course, um, we are, uh, it's gonna be 20 uh, weeks of looking at different topics. For example, um, topics such as the Bill of Rights, um, the nature of government, and using the primary sources, the actual letters um, of both the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists in their positions and talking and discussing about this. What, you, what we will find is the fact that we talk about the Federalists and because they were the good guys, because they won. We got the Constitution. Mm. We never talk about the Anti-Federalists, but the amazing thing about it is that if there was no Anti-Federalists, we wouldn't have the Bill of Rights. And also, too, what's amazing is that a lot of things that the Anti-Federalist was arguing about and saying would happen, guess what, has happened. Hmm. So, and, but this, these, these are things that we don't know. So I'm excited of the possibility of actually teaching um, high schoolers uh, this because you won't get this in public school, but also, too, opening this up to actual um, adults as well, uh, family members to um, actually participate in this as well. Of course, you know, how the, it is set up is we go over the actual primary source, then I have uh, assigned questions and um, each week, and then there is a short summary paper, um, which there's a lot of leeway. Um, the students will be able to write that based upon um, the topic um, that, that's covered. So if they want to talk about the Bill of Rights, but maybe they want to talk about it in a very different approach, you know, maybe they don't have a Federalist or Anti-Federalist position. Maybe they have another position. Um, so that gives them the opportunity to actually create and produce their own work and to, to think about this because I assure you in public school, um, you will, it only gets mentioned, say one day maybe one period and that's it if that wow yes it's sad um i love it because people talk about and i've had students even say in the federalist papers right they say oh it's too hard oh it's too hard to read and um but uh, and others have said that too here's the irony about this this was written at the level for a New York, because that's where most of the papers were done, is um, this is written at the leading level of a New York farmer. So you're telling me that a four-year college graduate can't understand this, but a New York farmer um, at that time could. Um, exactly. And so instead of getting wrapped up into wow, wow, this, that, or so forth, or wrapped up into, well, you know, it's a New York farmer. No, what we should be asking is how did, or what did the New York farmer learn in order to be able to understand that? Right. And so um, that's where the, the principled approach comes into this. So, um, this will be a challenging course, but I think we'll have a lot of fun with it. Um, there are three, uh, I've got built right in there, uh, three review days to where those will be uh, Zoom classes. And really what that is, that's built in there so that we can kind of come together as a class 
and then we can kind of review the last uh, few weeks uh, material and to be able to answer questions, but to get to listen to each other and learn from each other as well. And then of course the, the last class, um, I, I put it down as that we'll have like a Zoom party. Now, I don't know how, what that's gonna look like. I mean, you know, but, um, but it'll just be my way to, 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 for everyone to say, um, you know, thank you. And we just, uh, we just learn from, or find out what we've all learned and, and, you know, kind of a thing. I, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, it's uh, still putting, getting everything together and learning the new format, which, uh, you know, you and Brian um, have put together as well. So um, it, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It sounds like a lot of fun. I think especially if parents end up taking the course with their high schoolers, because then you have the opportunity to have anti-federalists and federalists in the same household and to see some really interesting essays coming out of that, I think. Absolutely. And and that's the other thing, too. Um, I'm offering if it's a, a family discount. So if you have more than one, which includes adults. So like if it's a, a child and a, an adult, then you qualify for the family discount. Or if you have two students um, in there then that would um, that would qualify um, as well. This is a, a high school class, but um, I am aware because I was one of these students that um, if you just have an eighth grader that cannot get enough you know of history mm-hmm. and their grades have reflected that, then you know I, I do um, allow for that. Um, as long, you know, so that they, um, because I, I'm not one to hold a student back just because you're at grade eight versus grade nine. If you can do it, then, you know, by all means, uh, be welcome with that too. But, um, but yes, this will be a high school and adults are welcome um, as well. I love that flexibility that you let the parents determine, you know, where their child is at individually so they can participate without having to wait for high school. Um, I think that's great. So, Ted, what message do you have for the fathers who are choosing alongside their wives to homeschool their family? Hmm. You know, I first off, uh, I would say this. Um, you, you have made the right choice. Um, do not regret it. Because I can promise you and tell you with a surety after 25 years, um, public school is not where you wanted those children to be. Um, so know that the decision that you have made and that you're still making is the right decision um, with that. Also too, I would say for fathers, you know, and this was in my case too, uh, many of them may not be able to completely be able to jump in, you know, and, and be the teacher. The best thing you can do is provide that encouragement for that that soulmate that you have. Um, and also too, you know, find out what what are they learning? And, you know, you can have discussions about that. Um, that's what I always loved doing. You know, I may not have been able to do a math lesson per se, but I always found out what they were learning in economics and history. And we were having those discussions 
um, as as well. Um, so to, to the fathers, I, I would say that by you making the decision to homeschool, um, you, you have made the correct decision. Um, it's a decision that you will not regret. And then of course, you know, if you've, if you just feel overwhelmed or so forth, I mean, by all means, um, reach out to me. I mean, I look, I, I, I'm on Facebook. Um, of course we have the, on the site, even for the opt-in, um, where you get emails, you can always ask a question that way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll try and answer best I can pray with, uh, for you, with you. Um, you know, uh, if we even need, have to talk on the phone or so forth, um, that would be an, an option as well. But just know that uh, what you have decided to do as the head of your household. And, you know, sometimes we don't think through these veins. You know, we think public school does that or the 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 wife but homeschooling if done correctly is a family affair and you have a role in that too you have a significant role so and the website that you're referring to is the biblical classical community website and there's the contact info on yes. that website okay and um so as we come to a close do you have any other encouragement for homeschooling parents yes um and I, and, I, and, I, and I say this, uh, I probably wouldn't have said it this way two years ago, but because, well, let's just say we've all been through an interesting two years now, haven't we? Indeed. I mean, um, you know, we've been called everything from school boards and, um, and, and, and a lot of people now think that they're homeschooling and they really don't know what homeschooling is. But, you know, I would just say, that for those of us that that are in the um, that that are homeschooling and take this um, seriously, um, again, you you have made a decision that one day you're going to look back and you are going to know that it was the right decision uh, to have been made. Also, too, I am firmly convinced that as we move further along here, um, that we in our history as a nation and so forth we are going to be credited as right that that this was the right thing the right approach um to do so i would strongly encourage all of us to to stay strong um you know stay stay in our faith um but not do not be afraid to reach out you know especially with our platform that we have here uh, with regards to getting um, help or asking for advice you know, because we're really all in this together and you know God has purposed it in our hearts to homeschool mm -hmm. and if he's done that then obviously even though we may not think it but he obviously sees something um, in each and every one of you to be able to to do this mm -hmm. so um, you know I would just say that you stay stay the course um we are on the right track and one day we may never hear it but history is going to agree that um, we were the ones that did it correctly i'm convinced that the republic itself um except for god's own timing and his will but the republic itself will hinge 
upon what the homeschool community actually does. I am full in full agreement with you on that. Yeah. Full agreement. Yeah. It's a huge responsibility to see through and you want to do your best because you don't want to waste your time or the moments with your kids. And then if you have that philosophy and method in place, it's actually going to make a positive difference in their lives and in the Republic. That's going to make all the difference for our nation. Right. Yeah. And one more thing, Ted, you mentioned that you are doing special ed consulting. So is that strictly within your LAMS Academy or is it something that you're offering throughout the nation to any parent that wants to reach out and say, how can I teach my special ed child with the principal approach? Yeah, um, and that's not just in Virginia. That's um, that that would be anywhere in the nation. So yes, and and you know that special ed consult special education consulting um, is a, v- a variety. Um, what most people don't know, you know, each state might have their own version of special education laws, but it's really all the same. Mm-hmm. So that consulting is all the way over to um, helping advising um, parents with maybe an IEP or they may have a question about um, special ed law, all the way over to um, how to incorporate the biblical approach into um, their the lessons of special needs um, students as well. So it, okay. yes, it's, it's across the nation and it's a variety. Okay, excellent. So we should put that information in your bio as well. On yeah, the sure. classical community website so people can can find how to contact you regarding that specifically. Yeah, absolutely. All right, excellent. Ted, thank you so much for your time and I'm looking forward to your course. And to our audience, I've been able to have the blessing of watching his videos and listening to his lessons and they are great. You're going to learn a lot. And um, I just really look forward to how it's going to reach the homeschool community and And I look forward to hearing how it goes with students that he has and what they're learning. Well, thank you. Like I said, I have, uh, I mean, I have learned so much that I I thought, like I said, I thought I knew a lot, (laughs) but um, using this, uh, this, this approach um, in my study, I've learned so much more. And the thing about it is it's, like in public school, you sit down, you create a lesson plan. Ah, you've done this multiple years, 15 minutes, you're done. Um, as you know, Heather, I've been like, it's been like, uh, you know, and, and trying to get the timeline straight with, with getting everything done, you know, on top of still teaching in public school and so forth. But it's been, it's been a, a wonderful, amazing journey and, and we'll get there. And, um, Yes, I, I can assure you, promise you that um, adult or ch- a student um, that takes a course, you, you, your eyes are going to be open up mm-hmm. with um, what is there, the resources and the nuggets of our founding generation and what they wanted and intended for us um, through these, uh, these letters is, is incredible. All right, Ted, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
as always, if you're looking for additional resources or support, you can visit our website at principalacademy.com. Check out our shop and our blog, and you can also find us on Facebook at Christian Homeschooling with Bible Principles, also on Instagram under Principal Academy. Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Well, this is Heather Hall. And this is Brian Hall. For Christ and His glory. <laughs>